What's up, fellas? Welcome to Reforming Manhood, the podcast with the loudest intro music. Loudest? It was so loud. So loud, you hurt me. I don't know if it was loud for everybody, but it was loud for me. Injured my ears, but I just powered through it because of uh, the sweet riff that it is. It's, uh, it, it broke a sound barrier inside my ear hole. Like, I felt it. I had to take my headphones off. Listen, this is a Christian podcast. Don't say ear hole. <laughs> this is Reforming Manhood, the podcast where we talk live from a Christian male perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I am the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. <sighs> Another week, man. We missed last week. I blame you. What was last week? Was Dude. last week the show? Yeah. Cool. I don't care who you blame for that. I'm blaming you. Cool. I don't care. <laughs> We had a crazy weekend last week. It was nuts. It was uh, super it was a long stressful. Weekend. We wrestled out in, uh, in I didn't Metroplex. even get to smoke a cigar. It was a rough week, buddy. Well, you could have. No, I could not have. No, it was 106 degrees outside, so you did With not want to. With 150% humidity, <laughs> and it wasn't a drop of rain wasn't falling on the ground. It was just there for you to walk Soak through. Soak in. Just like a mister at Six Flags. You just walk through it. <laughs> uh, reminds me of Vietnam. Dude, uh, in Vietnam, you know how when it rains here, it's cold? Yeah. But in Vietnam, when it rains, it's like taking a shower. A hot shower? Yeah. In the outside with everybody watching? Yeah. And no soap? Yeah. Pass. And whatever smells out there. Oh, it's that's not a soap. great smelling country, is it? No, it smells like, uh, think like a mixture of Chinese food... Mixed with Wait. sweat. Oh, you lost Mixed me. with s- s- dirty socks. Oh. Inside of an old field house. There's a lot of sweat going on in this <laughs> So, yeah, just think of a Chinese food in a really humid country in, that was built in an old field house. So, if I was in an old field house and, and I had someone serve me some, some, some Chinese food. That's basically... Vietnamese food now. Pass. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pass on the whole country now. Uh, but if you're a listener from Vietnam, we're glad you're listening. I'm glad you made it. Yep. And uh, glad you're, that you're, you're all our listeners from around the world are listening. Your government doesn't know you're listening to this, I assure you. <laughs> hey, so we're starting a new series today. We are? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm prepared. No, you're not prepared. You're barely well, here. Well, I'm, I am here. I'm all here. I'm ready. Well, tell the folks at home what we're doing. We are going to start a series on systematic theology. Yeah, because theology matters. Yeah, I think we're going to call it... Theology matters. Reforming theology. No? No. Theology systematic matters. manhood. Theology matters. Theology matters? That's lame. You're lame. It's it's the closing <laughs> to a thing. Know the God we love. Know the cool. God we worship. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's true. Theology does matter. Systematic manhood, theology matters. <laughs> none of those, all right? Theology Anyways, matters. We got a lot to talk about today. We got to go. Dude, we got to get moving. We, we got to quit jacking around. Yeah, so we got to uh, quit being funny. It's 10 weeks. Um, so, 10 of these we'll talk through. Um, basically, systematically, we're going to talk about God, then Jesus, and then atonement. We'll talk about people and sin, Holy Spirit, salvation, the Bible, angels, Satan, and demons, the church, and things to come. Cool. It's a long one. But today, we're going to talk about God. So this is, uh, we have to start when we talk about God because he's a, 
He is the... Uh, Buckle up, because we only got 30 minutes. Yep. He is the one true God. So there is one God. We are monotheists. Mm, yep. Yep. And not deists. No. No, if you're a deist, That's you're missing crazy. it. Yeah, yeah, you're missing yeah, it. Yeah, you're missing uh, it. We're talking monotheists. We're talking about uh, the triune God of the Bible. He is the one God in three persons. Talk that out, Trev. Uh, it's it's really confusing, um, but uh, what if we used an analogy to explain analogies? It? Don't help, but, um, but they do. Here's 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 what I know. Here's okay. what I know. Okay, um, I know we know who God is revealed himself to be in His Word. Yeah, which is one God existing in three per, three distinct persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that re- reminds me of an egg. It's like, not an egg. Why? It can't be an egg because that would be, what would that be, partialism? Partialism, that's right. That's partialism, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just so you know, to uh, to look up all of the the ways that these um, analogies go wrong, look up Lutheran satire um, Trinity video. They're going to they're gonna do a better job than we can. Um, or as adequate of a job as, as we adequate. do. That's they're right. pretty funny. They're pretty funny. They do a quick, good job. Um, yeah, so God is triune, and all of the analogies break down because God can't be contained in an analogy. Is the yeah, problem? Yeah, eventually your analogy breaks down and becomes pretty quickly becomes heresy. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, the top ones one being partialism, meaning your God is a whole God, and you're you're saying parts of Him don't make the whole. Yeah, so like like basically, uh, whenever Jesus is on the cross and He says. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Boom. Now God no longer exists if it's three parts. Yeah. If triune means three parts, God no longer existed in that moment. Yeah. Because the Father forsook, forsake, forsaken? Forsook. Forsaken? Yeah. The Son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it can't be that. Um, but that's probably the most famous mistake. I think most people No, that's not the most famous mistake. Modalism, Patrick. Modalism, Patrick. That's the most famous mistake. <laughs> that's the one where God, they, they say God took different modes. Um, so first he was in creator mode. Um, then the New Testament came and he changed modes into the sun mode. And then he left and resurrected. And now he's in the Holy Spirit, Spirit mode. Holy Spirit mode. Problem is, who was Jesus praying to in the garden? And through. And through. He was praying <laughs> in the Spirit to the Father. And so... Again, modalism fails the biblical standard. Yeah. Um, also, it fails whenever we see the Father talking to the Son as the Holy Spirit is descending on him. That's right. Like a dove. Yeah. <laughs> like, we so see all three existing right there. It's not God in different modes. It's in God in different persons. Yeah. Um, partialism, modalism. What, what is another one we need to cover? That has uh, Arianism. Okay, which is? Arianism would say uh, this is if someone were to use the sun as a as a analogy to say who God is, and uh, they would say um, it's like the sun because the sun makes light. Sun or it makes has light. It has is the light and, and heat, heat, and yeah. they're all three in one. Problem is the light and the the light heat. and heat are creations of the sun, but not one in nature with it. That's right, and, and so uh, and so that fails too again because Jesus. The Son and the Holy Spirit always existed. Yeah, we see eternally. that in Genesis 1, whenever God says, let us make man in our image. There's a plurality there, not mm-hmm. just a singularity in the Godhead. Yeah, so he's one God, 
in three persons. That's that's as that's as best you need to break it down. Yeah, as it needs to be any more simpler than that, and it becomes heretical. Yeah, and the problem is, oftentimes we don't know. We're not. I'm not even sure what heresy people are gonna. The next analogy is gonna bring up, and so I don't even step on them. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Let me just let me just say, guys, God, this idea of Trinity is beyond us. Mm. Um, it breaks math. You know what I mean? One yeah. equals three, three equals one. It breaks math, and so we can't really get it. So let's not try to simplify it any further than yeah, that. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We also don't want a God that we can contain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, um, what is it in? Uh, uh, I think it's in Acts, maybe when Paul is talking to uh, the church, and or not the church, but he's Mars talking Hill. to yeah on Mars Hill, and he. He talks about these gods created by human hands. Yeah. Our God is not that. Yeah. We're creations of him. That's right. And so it's okay that we don't understand him completely. Yeah, it's okay that the ant doesn't get the person. And it's okay (laughs) that the person doesn't get the almighty God. Yeah. um, Completely. Um, But we can know what he's revealed to us, how he's revealed himself through scripture, and that is as a triune God, three in one. Yeah. So let's not make it any, any simpler than that. Yeah, um, but but God is not and that's only also the best way I know how to teach that is by going through what he, what the he's wrongs. not. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. I know God's not these things. Yeah, um, and so let's not call him those things. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Yeah, because um, <laughs> we need to know the God that we worship. Yeah, um, and he's not, he's not those things. He is triune. Um, he is also personal. This would be different than Allah of the Muslim faith, mm. who's not personal. You can't know him. No, um, you just kind of hope and guess. That your scales tip the right way, and even if they do, he doesn't have to do right by yeah. you. Um, or, but it, our it, God is personal; He knows the hairs on our head, um, and and so He's a he personal us together God. in our mother's womb. That's right. We are made um, in the Imago Dei, the image of God. Right? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're made in the image of God. We see, we see in uh, Ephesians one that He chose us before the foundations of the world. Mm. Um, that uh, through Jesus. Um, he's, uh, he's adopted us as children. Um, so yeah, yeah, we see the father as well, a father. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> a, he's a good father. He's a personal God. He is, he is the father. That's the other part we're talking about today. As we talk about this part of the Trinity, this let's talk about the father. He is God, the father, um, mm. who is not God, the son, who is not God, the Holy spirit, but they are God. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, again, difficult, but it is what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Um, he is, yeah, he is the father. We are adopted into his family. Here's the hard thing I think people struggle with. Um, people think that we are all, everyone is got part of God's family because he, he made everyone. Nope. Uh, no, he's, everyone's God's creation, but not everyone is adopted into the family of God. Um, yeah, that's not everybody's specific part. people. Yeah. And <laughs> so, uh, and so that's different. Um, and that does affect people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I think, um, that as we move into kind of this next section, we need to talk about who God is by talking about his, his attributes. Mm. Um, and so again, this is some, we, we, we'll try to go into the deep, the shallow end of the deep waters or the deep waters, the shallow part of the deep end is where we're, where we're trying to swim. Shallow part. Oh, that's that, that's that sweet spot I like to be in where the I'm hill. about to drown. I can just drop down real fast and push myself over yeah, to the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're uh, doing for everybody. Because uh, but you Trevor like to can't just... swim. 
<laughs> Trev can't swim, but I can. And so uh, I go to the deep end, um, which uh, theologically is probably backwards. <laughs> I like to stay in the sweet spot where I bob down, and Trevor is doing backflips into the deep end. Do a gainer. Do a gainer. Do a gainer. Oh, don't do a gainer. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's, uh, let's bob down a little bit into the deeper end, uh, but not go all the way in. Um, so there's there's two kinds of attributes of God. There's the communicable attributes and the incommunicable attributes. So communicable means it it communes from God to us. Uh, yeah. We, so we can be loving because God is love, right? Yeah. Um, we can be good because God is good. <laughs> we can be uh, hospitable. Yeah, because God is hospitable. You know, we can um, be gracious. Yeah, all these things we, we can, can be. be they merciful. They. they they transfer from the Imago Dei, the image of God, to His image bearers, right? And I've seen, I've seen a, I've seen a guy, um, and this I thought was a really cool thing. I've seen a guy who uses this as a starting place for sharing the gospel with people, mm. um, because he will say, "Hey, I, I can see how you're a really, I can see how you're made in the image of God. Whenever you do, yeah, this thing, yeah, um, and it's." Whenever you show hospitality to us, when you show how caring you are for us, I can see Compassion. how you are yeah. made in the image of God. And uh, that's his starting place for the gospel, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I wish I was good at that. Yeah. That's, uh, but these are the communicable attributes. This is who God is. It, commun- it communes from him to us, right? Mm-hmm. But what we're going to talk about is we talk about God the Father, God unique, um, is the unique attributes, the incommunicable attributes, things we can't be because we are not. Um, and so, hmm. um, you know, like sovereign. Yeah. God, God is sovereign. He's, I want to be, we'll, we'll be talk sovereign. about these six things, um, that God is. And there's, there's actually a longer list, but if you want the long list, you want to go to karm.org. Um, they've got the, the exhaustive list and it's actually pretty easy to follow one to two sentences for understanding this. Um, but we're going to dive in to these six, incommunicable attributes of God. They are unique to him alone. And you brought up sovereignty, but let's start with the simplicity of God. I think, oh, that's, that's uh, I think it's, I think it's overlooked. It's um, not simple. That's why Well, it is simple. Um, he is s- simple, uh, meaning, um, he is holy what he is. Mm. He's, so if you think of it, not like, holy H O L Y completely, Holy, completely. He is completely what he is. And so, if you think about a uh, a mousetrap, that's not a simple thing. It's got springs and, and widgets and whatever um, to make this thing happen. That's not simple. Um, that would be like me. I am a dad, but I'm also um, a husband, and I'm also a pastor, and I'm also a famous podcaster, right? Yep. Um, these all things. World renowned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm not simple. And they're all different sizes. And yeah, different. I'm complex they work in those at different, ways. Different, different times and different ways, yeah. but but God is more like a metal sphere. Um, he is a metal sphere. He is one hundred percent God, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so when when He says He is holy, He's hundred percent holy. When He says He is wrathful, He's hundred percent wrathful. When He says He's um, loving, He's hundred percent loving, and these things don't fight against each other. Um, much like oftentimes my different attributes will fight against each other. When, when the pastor part of me needs to be at church, but the dad side of me needs to discipline my boys or the husband needs to take 
my wife out, but the dad needs to watch the crazy kid. You know what I mean? And so these things fight against each other. They war in me like uh, Marvel and DC, you mm. know, um, whereas God is holy these attributes, 100% of them. Um, and so his wrath doesn't doesn't fight against his love because his justice is there yeah. um, and he's 100% just, you know. And yeah. so he doesn't just put things to bed and hope for the best, kind of like I do sometimes. Where I'm like, well, right now I, I got to be husband. I hope the church understands. <laughs> Yeah. No, he's God 100%. And if he's being if he's being just, there's been a way for him to be wholly just. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been made. And so that's the simplicity of God. People often run right past it. Um, and we don't want to because, again, these we, we need to set it up that these attributes don't war against each other. And he's not 37% love and 93% wrath. or You know what I mean? He's holy. I think oh, most folks would say they... It's the opposite most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not 93% love and 2% wrath, and don't forget his justice in there somewhere, but mostly mercy. And so, <laughs> no, he's he's 100% of each of these attributes. Um, yeah, I mean, we can go to, uh, what is it, uh, Exodus 26? Exodus 26, um, where they he talks about uh, our God's gracious, merciful, and bounding, and steadfast love. Um, and he goes through this whole list of attributes that God is. It says, but by no means leave the guilty unpunished. He's he's all of those things completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're not, like you said, they're not at war with one another. Yeah. Yeah, so so he is uh, the simplicity of God. We don't want to forget that as we talk about God the Father. Um, next is, you brought it up earlier, the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. Mm, yep. Psalm tells us our Father's in the heavens and does all that he pleases. Yeah, so sovereign means boss. He's in charge. He's in charge. He does in charge. what he wants. He does as he pleases, and all things work together for his glory. Um, and so uh, when I think of the sovereignty of God, I I, uh, I think of, uh, was it, uh, it was it was on the Avengers movie where uh, the Sorcerer Supreme shows this timeline and plucks the, the thing from it, or from the recent, if y'all have watched the Loki show, where there's this one main timeline, and then there's all these little adjacent things that... That could happen. Um, no, there, there's there's one timeline, um, and there's not. What if this had happened or that had happened? There's one timeline, and God is working things out for His glory, perfectly, uh, perfectly. His glory. That's right. Um, I think I heard uh, John Piper talk about that one time, and uh, someone asked him about like um, I can't remember exactly the question they asked, but basically they asked him if there was more than one timeline. He was like, "No, that's crazy," <laughs> but he said. Uh, he said, uh, everything that God is doing in the current timeline that we're living in, he's doing perfectly for his glory. Um, and uh, that includes all of the crappy things that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so, one, that what that should give us comfort, right? Yeah. Um, this crappy thing that's going on in my life, because we all have them, um, but this thing works out for the glory of God. Um, yeah. It not happening wouldn't have glorified God less. And so it happening mm. somehow works the glory of God because he's in charge. Yeah. That's what he's working towards. Um, that, next, let's talk about the omnis, the three omnis. Omnipotent, which is all powerful. Omnipresent. Omniscience, right? Omniscient. <laughs> Omniscient. <laughs> what was it? What was it Mason said that one time? Omniscience, yeah. Or was it? 
Was it omnipresent that he missed it? Maybe. Omnipotent. <laughs> Omnipotent, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so omnipotent is all powerful. Omnis- omniscient means all knowing. And then omnipresent means in all places. Mm. Um, so we teach these, these, these things uh, to first graders. <laughs> and so uh, it shouldn't be too too deep of a dive here. Um, he is God. He is God and he is omni. He is these three things. He is all powerful. He is all knowing and he is in all places. But when we say all places, we don't mean like the panthe, uh, pan. Yeah, I don't mean he's pantheism in, or panentheism. He's not in all things. Yeah. No, no, no. He created all things, but he's not in all things. Yeah. And so uh, he's in all places. So um, the, the most, I think, evident one comes from a misunderstanding of hell mm. people often say hell is um it's a bad place because it's the absence of the presence of god um, but that's not right because of that's, the, that's not what david said david said when he goes to Sheol, you are there <laughs> yeah exactly and so as nice as they're trying to make god that, that that's what it boils down to people trying to be pr for god and saying well he's not there and that's why it's hell no 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 he is there just only in wrath not in love and mm. so um, you don't you don't want to go there, um, and so yeah, God is in all places. He he's everywhere. There's no place we can't go. Um, astronauts went to the moon. God's there. Mm. <laughs> uh, they sent a little rover to Jupiter. God's there. Um, he's he's God. He is in all places. Yep. Uh, um, he's uh, all powerful. I Means there's, there's nothing he can't do. People often try to trap God here and say, can he lift uh, make a rock so big not even he can lift it no he, he doesn't break logic he's also logical yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, yeah he's all powerful all the power belongs to him all of it and he's uh, omniscient he's all knowing all knowing yeah he, kn- he knows he everything can't, he can't learn that's god's, right god's never uh, what was it we heard the other day somebody said uh, there's never been a time where something just occurred to god yeah yeah nothing ever occurred to god almighty um, he, that's right he's, all-knowing yeah yeah so those are those are the omnis um the next is the immutability of god what does that mean trev that means god's never going to change that's right so Um, he's the same yesterday and today and forever where do i the place i see most christians do this wrong is is in like oh the old testament is god oh yeah the angry god the angry god of wrath and the new testament is this god of love and the hippie yeah yeah um but uh he didn't change how do i know because I look at the cross, mm. and uh, we still see the God of wrath. Yeah, He poured out all of His wrath on Jesus, um, and so that's He didn't change. He's you know, uh, Romans. Uh, I think it's Romans three tells us that He is just and the justifier. Yes, yeah, He is just and the justifier, and that's that's how He kept the hundred percent. The simplicity, by the way, is uh, is He can forgive us because Jesus took the wrath in our place. Um, so yeah, He never changes. And so, uh, so when, uh, when we read Psalms 1, 5, uh, 15, I believe, where it talks about uh, um, the fear of God, um, that, that, that doesn't change. That mm-hmm. should still be part of how we interact with God. Um, yeah, because he, he never, never changes. Um, also, he, was, he is all loving. And, and so, 100%, um, again, those things don't, don't change. Self-sufficient. Um, this one doesn't seem like a big deal because we live in America 
where uh, you know we're all self-made men and we all did it on our own, um, mm. but but we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. Um, how do you know, Trev? Um, well, I mean, didn't didn't save myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, we you were... didn't. You weren't even born yourself. Yeah, right? I, I, I couldn't. I could not decide what family I was born into. I couldn't decide that I'd be born in America. I couldn't decide that my family would force me to go to church and learn about things of God. But I did. Yeah. And uh, and not only did I do those things, but on top of that, God, God is the one that opened my mind to understand these things. Um, yeah, and and even even for the. Uh, you know the uh, the toughest guys out there. Um, well, I was, uh, you know, let's say you didn't know your your parents, and so you had to had to make it on your own. There, you still had parents, and so you're not actually self sufficient. And uh, if Corona taught us anything, is that we can't even trust our lungs, right? Uh, yeah, even the lungs, the, the air that the we breathe, air we're breathing, we, uh, we're we're dependent on on God making that good and clean too. Mm. Um, we are completely dependent on God Almighty um, for our next breath. Um, I had a friend who suddenly his brain quit working right, um, started having seizures. Our thoughts are dependent on God. I think it was because somebody uh, punched him in the ear one time. That could have happened. Um, my dad had Alzheimer's. He, he wasn't in charge of who he thought he was, you know. And But God is self-sufficient. Um, he doesn't need us. Doesn't doesn't need anything. Doesn't need anything. I think I think we're I think where most Christians mess this up is in saying, uh, in in why people were created, mm. why humans were created. Mm. They'd say, oh well, God created us because he he need, he was lonely. I hear that a lot, um, a lot, and I know it's just trying to personify God, and but what it's doing is it's putting God down, uh, well, making it's, less it's of God, denying the Trinity. Yeah, first of all. Um, because we know God wasn't lonely. Yeah, God can't be lonely. He's a he's triune, <laughs> and he yeah he's triune and he's self sufficient. Yeah, it's like a double whammy there. <laughs> Impossible for him to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have to uh, again we look to these things so we can know the God that we worship, mm-hmm. um, and so those who would who would find purpose in God being lonely, you're missing it. That's not actually your purpose. Yeah, um, your purpose is to glorify God, and so let's let's do that. You know, yeah. I uh, where are we going from there? Holy, we recognize. Oh, holy, holy. God is the holy. holiness of God. He's the only one who's holy. Yep. Uh, no, we're uh, wretches. Yep. Uh, vile. Yep. Dead in our sins. Yep. We cannot Depraved. do good. Yep. Uh. <laughs> in and of ourselves, we are unholy. Everything Romans 3 says that we are, that's what we are. Defiled, filthy rags. Even our good works are filthy rags. Yep, that's true. And so... so God is holy, holy, holy. That's right. So holy, in fact, I was, I was reading today um, that uh, if, we, if sinful man showed up in the presence of God, in and of ourselves, we couldn't even last. We'd, we'd probably be disintegrated. From the holiness of that that God is, just just ashes and then burnt ashes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Infinity War's got nothing on this. It'd be just nothingness, because um, it'd be more violent than just kind of 
I feel sick. Ooh, like, I feel uh, sick, Mr. Stark. Like, uh, no, it'd be like, uh, what is it on Indiana Jones and the Ooh, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark? And the lightning coming Ooh. down. Yeah. There's light going everywhere. Indy's like, just look away. Just close your eyes no matter what happens. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't end up in the, in the presence <laughs> of Holy God on your own two feet. Um, but yeah, because God is holy. He is different. He is set apart. Um, and we are not. We are common and defiled. And for us to be holy so we can be in the presence of God, we need Jesus. Yep. We need him to make us holy. We need his per- perfect righteousness put on us um, and our sin taken off of us. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so, again, guys, hey, we're going to keep on trucking through uh, – what we believe, because theology matters. Um, why does it matter? Because we need to know the God that we worship. Yep. We uh, encourage you, we, you're going to, uh, if you are a Christian, you're going to be spending an eternity with God. Now is the time to get to know him. That's right. <laughs> yes, please do. And uh, and so we'll have some, uh, um, y'all just write down the, uh, the extra stuff we talk about as we came through. Today we talked about CARM. Check them out, C-A-R-M.org. Um, we also talked about Lutheran satire, so check them out. They're pretty funny. Did you good systematic theology? Good systematic theology book. We uh, we've got a few. I, I don't read these books, by the way. Like I, they're hard reads. They're they're not a sit down and read book for me. They're more of a reference book. Like all right, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna dive into it. I've probably read. I know I had to read one in college. I've read one, and I've read one other one. But other than that, man, they're they're skimming books. They're reference books. Like wait. Do I really understand this? Let me grab it and read it. You know. Yeah, I might read. I might like. I might read a chapter. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. Like, let me. It's like I want to know what this systematic theology says about God here, or I want to know what yeah. it says about this thing. Yeah, they're important references to have. And uh, uh, what's that one you got over there? What's I got uh, Burkhoff's. Burkhoff, yeah. Yeah, Lewis Burkhoff's systematic theology and uh we got john frame that's a good one and grudem right do we have grudem uh i don't have one that's the one i've read though horton i've got michael horton anyways um, get so, you a good systematic theology yeah they're good stuff um but yeah hey guys uh so again we want to know the god that we love um we, and we want to love the god and worship him well and we only knew, do that by knowing him that's right. Sweet. All right. Again, this has been Reforming Manhood. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. You guys be sweet. Show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.